There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's original. I'm Leslie Arfin, and this is my show, Filling the Void, a show where I get to know my friends better by talking to them about the things that bring them pure joy, also known as their hobbies. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Filling the Void. This week, uh, hobbies-wise, let me just say, I am trying to make a dollhouse-sized quilt. Trying to do that. We'll see how it goes. I like it so far. But I also spoke to Gil Ozeri. He's a comedian and a comedy writer. He writes on Big Mouth. He's also written for Search Party and Happy Endings. And also, he plays young Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's also a very good friend. Him and I have worked together. I love him so much with my whole heart. Like, he is family. He's like my family. Gil talks about drawing. He's also a drawer or a drawer or a draw. I hope you guys like it. Now, I wanted to talk to you about what I think your hobby is, which is drawing or like it could be drawing or it could be cartooning. Is that your hobby? What do you think? God, that's a good question. Because um, you're really good at it. Define hobby. So... The way that we define hobby on this show is something that you do that brings you joy without any agenda. You just do it for the sake of the joy it brings you. Yeah, with nothing, with like no strings attached. There's something sort of like demeaning about saying something's a hobby a little bit. Why do you think? Because it feels like, oh, it's just something I do on the side. It's like having like a side piece or something like that. Just being like, yeah, like I'm... I'm seeing them, but I'm not like fully committed to them or something like that. But maybe that's just, I don't know, the way it, it, I'm seeing it in my mind. But like, I, uh, or the way I've, it's sort of fed, regurgitated back to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I would definitely consider, I'd, I'd say like, you know, drawing is definitely a hobby, but probably more than that too. Like, there's mm-hmm. times when it's like a passion of mine. Um, and there's times where it's just like the only way I can express myself is through that, you know, or there's times where like, you know, me and Emily are like sort of working on like an animated show right now that I'm doing drawings for it. So like the hobby starts to get like an agenda, uh, you know, aspect mm-hmm. to it. 
um, which doesn't like take away from uh, mm-hmm. the joy of it. Um, that's but, but that's totally valid. Well, I think. then yes, it's a hobby, and like, and and sometimes it just gives me it makes me happier than like comedy or writing does. That's what one of my questions was like. What would you rather be, a millionaire writer or a millionaire cartoonist? Oh, well, I don't know if I I'm into you know, or is it like I not? I don't know. Cartoon. I don't not cartoonist like or a millionaire. <laughs> Like draw, illustrator, drawer, drawer. It's a hard draw. Draw. It's a hard word, a hard it, word to yeah. say. Draw. <laughs> draw. Or a millionaire draw. Draw. A draw. <laughs> when I went to college, uh-huh. I didn't think that I I knew spelling wise that the words that drawer was spelled D R A W E R, but uh-huh. I thought it was pronounced draw. Oh, that's how I said it growing and up. And mirror. Mirror, mirror. Mirror. Yeah. Look in the if, mirror. I mean, like, if, you know, in New York, that's how we, you say it. I know, but I felt so self conscious when I went to new, college in New England. Good and- Lord. So did I. I mean, like, my mom just, I was just, she, like, brought, she visited and she brought, like, old videos that she had digitized. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was watching some, like, old videos and my accent is, like, disgusting. Oh, my God. And this I is, love like, it. Do I it. could just imagine what, I was like, you know, what? <laughs> now I just made myself nasally, but I was like, I forgot what I had said, but everything was like ass and like big, you know, like soda, banana. It was just disgusting. Soda. Dirt. Gross. And I don't know. People, I, I was like, oh my God, if I met me, you know, it's cute and like yeah. looking back, but it's also like, it's so gross because it's so heavy. But what would you rather be, a millionaire writer or a millionaire drawer? I don't know. I I don't know. Yes, you uh, do. And I, I want don't. you to be I, honest. My, well, here's my honest opinion. <laughs> my honest opinion is that I, ugh, it's such a, you know, like corny answer, but like, I don't want to, def- I don't want to choose. I don't like want to define myself in like any of those like it's just like a different form of expression, and like okay, so like let's say you're both. Get, let's say you're yeah, both. But what uh-huh. would you rather be your main source of income? I, I would say writing because you know, like it's it's what I am doing. You know, it's like right, it's, right, I've right. Already, good I've point. already I've already made that choice. You know, sort of. But like, I, I, you know, and there's probably like a million different reasons for that. But like, I get certain things out of drawing that I can't get out of writing. Um, There's like Mm -hmm. a meditation to it and a peacefulness to it that I, I just, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can zone out drawing. I can't do that writing. I'm like constantly stressed and editing myself and like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and you can both like, you can create worlds in both, but I also Mm -hmm. feel like the improvisation of drawing is just it's so much more immediate it's so much more like you can do anything you want right now this second mm-hmm. whereas writing you're sort of like building you know the structures and the scaffolding and and trying to right. like shape it in this you know in in a way whereas like drawing i'm just like i go right to the page and just do whatever's on my mind and make that's decisions good, quickly totally that's a that's a good point i mean i feel that way about painting as well like I can listen to podcasts and music when I'm painting but obviously I can't when I'm writing but at the same time I can get into the zone when I'm writing and like I'm building 
the foundation of whatever it is, but I almost like forget that I'm building it. That you're doing it. I, yeah. Yes, but but it takes me longer to get there. I agree. Than, yeah. You know, I feel like personally for me, there's something that happens where I I, I can zone out and let my hand kind of just do what my brain tells it to without necessarily like having to be as present as when I'm writing. Yeah, I feel like you're thinking a little bit more, you know, obviously. Right. Um, at, at least it depends on the way you paint and the way you, you draw. But yeah, there's also like a pleasure I get from like when I'm writing that I'm like cleaning things up the way, you know, it's like I'm 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 shaping something and, and the same way you would do it like when you have like a vomit draft written and you're sort of like there's something that's so much more calming about having a first draft and then going back and sort of cleaning yeah. it up. And yeah. you're like, okay, now I can actually write. I did the garbage shit. Right. Um, and that's sort of like, I get that immediately with drawing, which is just like, okay, I drew a line. Now I can, oh, it doesn't look right. I can, you know, change it, clean it mm -hmm. up, make it, you know, or, I don't know. It hits a like a dopamine kind of thing for me. I totally know what you mean. Would you, do you draw every day, would you say? Uh, yeah, well, I just got this iPad, like maybe a last Wait, what year do you mean? Or... That looks like a composition notebook. Oh, that's because I'm very cool. That is cool. Okay, I so gotta, Gil has an iPad with a cover. That's a composition notebook that has Chucky, Freddy Krug's, Garfield. Um, Garfield. I got did you e. put I got e. put all these stickers on. You did? Yeah. Gil, you're so cool. I put all my little stickies on. I love your stickies. Wait, I, I want to do that too. But should. so you draw with your iPad? Yeah, like I use Procreate. Have you ever used it? No, but it's, I I will, like I want to. I It's I like about the it. premiere app for drawing. It's so good and it's really, really yeah. Um, I love it. I draw a ton on it. That's so cool. I'm not really good at drawing, I have to say. Like, well, that's the thing also. It's just like part of the joy is being able to create something that you see in your mind's eye, right? Yeah. And if you have the tools and the language to do that, that you just feel more comfortable doing it. So like at this point, like at, at the beginning, like I, you know, when I was a kid, I drew all the time. And then, you know, my writing has caught up to my drawing now in terms of like, okay, well, I have a basic skill level so I can express what's in my head. And if you have that, you know, there's like, like I have some times I have trouble drawing like hands. That's like mm -hmm. one of the things that I have like trouble drawing with. And so oftentimes I'm like, oh God, this is so frustrating. And, you know, it's harder work. And less meditative because I'm like constantly failing all the time and then trying again. So with Procreate, you've been drawing a lot, like almost every day or probably every day. You've yes. always drawn a little bit, at least a little bit every day. I mean, when I'm in like, when I'm in at work too, I'm always drawing and they like weirdly at Big Mouth, they're like very supportive of it. They've got like an entire art station because I... I've so, so they awesome. brought sketch pads, they brought like, color pencils, paints, they have everything on the fucking, and I'm just like always drawing. We did that um, when I worked on Betty. Uh-huh. We had watercolors, 
markers, paper, because it does, for me, it helps me think. It actually helps me focus. Me too. It helps me focus. I don't know yeah. like what that is like, sort of like, I don't know. It feels like when you know, when you like are looking for an address and you fucking turn down the music because you're like, oh, where are we? And you have to sort of t- turn down music. For some reason, if I'm drawing, I can just, I'm only hearing, like I'm only using my hearing or something like that totally. and listening to people. I don't know. It helps me focus. Same. Like, do you warm up with drawing or like, do you have any go-to things that you just- I love drawing. I love drawing. Like, uh, I don't really draw landscapes that much. I love drawing people and faces Mm -hmm. and like specifically eyes. Like, that's my favorite thing to draw. When did you first fall in love with drawing or and like what age and how did you know that it was something that you were actually good at? I'm going to say like, you know, first or second grade, I- Mm -hmm. We had like a uh, like plays in school, and mm-hmm. like they asked, and like they asked me to draw all this stuff for the like the back, you know, like just sort of decorating the stage. And I remember getting like compliments from like my parents, but also just like teachers and stuff like that. And remember, and you know, my dad is an artist. My dad's mm-hmm. a photographer, um, but always, you know. Art was never sh- weirdly shepherded. You know, he never like really tried to like say like, you know, you should do this as a field. I think he was or like as a profession. He was um he was more like, you know, he wanted me to do something that was more like secure mm-hmm. and stable. But I think even so, I did see what my dad was doing and I mm-hmm. knew that he was like um creating and it's something that I kind of just wanted to do. Um and then I just did it more and more and actually in high school um, when I got to high school, I, I stopped because I was like, and that's, it's funny that you mentioned agenda because I really was like, at that point I was judging myself, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. So like in school, I was up to like eighth grade. I was like, okay, I'm the, I was like the best artist in my class. And then when yeah. I get to high school, there were like kids that were just like miles ahead, like drawing like insane art. And so I kind of shied away from from it. You know, I got I yeah. sort of was like, oh, well, I'm not good enough to, you know, do this. And, you know, I was sort of just in my head. Um, I but totally then relate to that. I did it in secret. I was like, I couldn't mm. stay away from it. You know, I, I just did it at home. And When I was in elementary school, I felt really good about painting and drawing and art. And like I said that I wanted to be an artist when I grow up and there were poster contests like Nassau County, whatever, like uh, traffic safety poster contests. And one right. was like a Martin Luther King poster contest. And I, I always placed in them. Like I would always enter them. And I, I mean, I placed third in cross at corners, which is really good. I'll send you a picture. And send. I placed second in, I have a dream, but like, I felt so good about myself and, and I just, I also really loved doing it. And then in middle school, people were definitely, I, I, you know, people were getting a lot better and my peers in school were getting better, but I did try to keep like my eyes on my own page Yeah, but in high school. I, well, I, I didn't have that. Like, I wish I had that verbiage as a kid. Like I did not know to like that. You, what my skill, like who cares about skill? It's right. just like skill is easily learned, mm-hmm. right? It's just something that can come with hours. It's just like, it's about sort of like self-expression. You know, that's all the thing. That's the only thing that really matters. 
what happened for me was sort of like a cross section of like other people were technically a lot better than me, but I had also discovered writing when I was in middle school and I really, really, really loved doing that. And I felt like, I I mean, I didn't win any contests with that when I was that age or even really do much creative writing in school. But what I was doing, I didn't know what even was creative writing. Mm. I didn't have a name for it. I was just writing. Right. Yeah. And I just loved doing that so much. Did so, you have a journal? Do you have a diary? Yeah, diary? I had a diary. And that, and I just wrote, so, I was like oh, addicted right, to writing in yeah. it. And that sort of like took more precedence than, than the drawing also because I just wasn't as good. And so it was like, well, at least I feel really good about this other thing that I'm doing. Well, did you consider it a hobby back then? I didn't even. Would you in the looking back? You know. Like, it's a good question about like, when does a hobby become like a passion? Yeah. I mean, I think kids, I think I'll, pretty much all kids have our hobbies. Like, See, like, I know you were defining like hobby by like agenda, but to me, like maybe the from the other side, a hobby, a, a passion is something that you can't put down. And a hobby is something that you can put down from time to time and say, I can come back to this thing, you yeah. know? But but like writing, it seems like you can't stop doing it. You love it so much. Totally. But I also love making art. Like I am passionate about that as well. Right. I am an artist, right? And let's say writing is part of that. I always like to be making something. It's not just one thing. It's not just painting. I love doing sculpture. I love making like miniature furniture out of household items. I love tie-dyeing. I mean, all kinds of arts and crafts kind right. of shit. The reason why I said I want to talk to you about drawing being your hobby is because I yeah. know that you're a writer for a living. Yes. But I also know that when we work together here, I'll show you. I mean, you have, you've made me a couple of things, but this I keep right at my desk. <laughs> this is something that Gil made for me. It's a, it's barf and orphan. It's a garbage pail kid. I mean, Gil didn't look at, there's no reference. You made this like from off the dome. I was a big Garbage Pail Kids fan. Me too. But like, I still wouldn't know how to do the font like off the dome. And I, you weren't Googling an image of this. You did this from your head. Well, yeah, I don't, I mean, like. Like I have to copy things, which no, I don't so, care. So, I mean, so do I. It's how cute I is that? It's cute. It makes, it made me so happy. And it still makes me so happy. Have you, and, had, you had you been called Barf and Arfin? Oh my God. Totally. My you whole have, life. You heard whole life. Okay. Yeah, it's like that's my name. It's my sh it's my nickname. It's one of my nicknames. I have a lot. Do you have a nickname? Gilly. My whole family calls me Gilly. They do. Yeah. Gilly, open up the drawer. Gilly, Gilhuli. My mother calls me. Gilly, see if there's a mirror in the drawer. Mirror. See if there's a mirror in the drawer. <laughs> Gilly, look in the mirror. Look at yourself and how goddamn handsome you are. <laughs> God's gift to queens. <laughs> So you kept drawing a secret. I get I kept drawing in secret and uh God, And then you God. started doing comedy in public. Oh shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I was no, this was like when I was when I got to college, I started you know, I um I started drawing again Aww. in public. I was like doing like 
I took I, I minored in in uh, in art in studio art, and then right. um, I remember when my grandfather died when I was in like ninety eight or something like that. I drew a picture of him like that night or something like that, oh and God. it like it would at, at that point it had been the best thing that I had ever like drawn, and then it was like okay, well maybe I can you know I don't need to be like perfect. You know, I don't need this doesn't need to be something where I like need to grill myself every time. You know, it can be just something that I can do for, you know, to enjoy. Um, Can I quote you? How dare me? Yeah. What you have? What do you mean? Can you quote me? I'll quote you. Okay. You once told me mistakes are nature's candy. I never said that. You definitely did. I never. I never. I quote you all the time. (laughs) Mistakes are nature's candy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. Put it I on think a it's fucking so t-shirt. good. You were saying that you were like, oh, I can mess up. Not everything I draw has to be perfect. Yeah. it's it, That's it, how you get better. That's how you get better. Yeah, for sure. It's just like willingness to fall on your face. It's like. Totally. And that fear, you know, that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been something that I've been trying to like conquer my entire life. And every mm-hmm. time I move into like it's it's really hard for me to look at a new thing that I'm doing and apply that lesson that I've learned because I forget that lesson every time. You know, yeah. whether it's like my relationships or whether it's, you know, writing, like I'm always just like, oh, I have to be great at this or else I'm going to be, you know, laughed at and or I I I I need to stop doing it. It's a very wise way of putting it. It's like, oh, I've had I've done this before. There's reference to me having this fight before or yeah. fucking up like this before and that's okay Do you this feel is a that- new thing it doesn't mean that i'm forever branded no. a fuck up it's or- just like learning how to do anything it's just like yeah you know it-, it is easy to forget it is and it's it's hard to uh it's just hard to it's because it's a practice it's hard it's like you have to keep um getting you know uh, I don't want to use a, a, a trite saying, but you have to keep getting literally back on the horse and keep getting up again. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's, it's harder to like the further down the road you get, sometimes it gets harder and harder to be resilient. It's really true. It gets, um, it gets tough. Like you fall off your bike so many times. It's, it hurts at a certain point. You're going to be like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get on the bike again. I'm just going to fall. Yeah. Why? No, I, why I am I going to ride that in, a bike? In, 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 in improv too? When I started studying improv, I would get like sick before shows, like for a week. I go, like, oh, I fucking like, yeah. and, <laughs> and then I would so like good at it. Well, I would. I at 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 that point at the beginning, I and, and it wasn't like I was like doing anything like you know that good or interesting anyway i would get on and like pretend to be like a cat for like a scene i was like yeah and i was like oh it stressed me out so much that like uh, how was my meow it was just like so stupid um but i get that at that point it was like everything to me um and learning not to make you know the art everything is Mm -hmm. a real like has been a challenge my entire life um, you know, it's just like I'd or, or 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 you know, just not to put so such life and death stakes onto everything I do, whether it's right. a relationship like with me and Emily, or you know, an interaction with Nina, or just like something at work, or it's just like I have to sort of you know 
uh, it's hard to keep the big picture in mind, but I don't know. Yeah, like how do you move past that? Like even with writing, I mean, I psych myself out of writing all the time because once you have, in in my experience, I'll say like, once to to know, to like have a taste of that finished little titty taste. To get that taste of the finished product. That, that you, little titty taste. The little yeah. titty taste that you yeah. see. Like, okay, this started with a word. It started with the word the. Uh-huh. And now it's on TV. So the next time I start something, to go back to just one word. Well, you have to sort of remove the reward. Right. Complete, oh, from the process. Almost completely from the process. And like, it is so cliche, but it's just like. It's just got to be about the journey and like whatever, you know, it's like you have to enjoy the thing that you're doing and not think about the way it's going to come out. And that could be enjoyable. Like you can enjoy, oh, look, I I made something. I created something. Um, I think that's why I consider painting my hobby is because I love the process of doing it. Once I finish something, I give it away or sometimes I it just sits there and eventually I'll throw it away because it's so low stakes for me. It's never about like, I'm not making art for anything. I wonder if that's more valuable to your, your soul. I'm laughing at myself while saying that, but like if that's more valuable to people, then, then actually I'm not baby. Uh, I'm taking it (laughs) seriously. (laughs) Um, I wonder if it's more valuable to you than, you know, like something that you do, like, because f- with one, you're seeking validation, you know, and the other, when it's when you're focusing on the reward, you're like really prioritizing validation, it feels mm-hmm. like, um, and the way people are going to see you. And with the other, you already have it. You're already at a point where you're like, I am totally happy with however this comes out. And right. uh, there's something more it's, that feels more healthy about doing it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The hardest thing I've ever had to write was a cartoon. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, it was the thing that I was working on with Nicole and Dan because it was so, it was so big. It's just like, it's so like anything much could g- happen. Yeah. And I, I really like would get a lot Over- of anxiety and overwhelmed. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming when you How don't do you like- feel about that? Because you work uh, on a cartoon. I do. Um, 
sometimes it can be overwhelming. Like, you know, um, I also like enjoy, I find that there's like, you come up with, you know, more stuff when you have some rules, weirdly. That's where I feel like creativity comes when you have restrictions on your work. So I feel like it helps me a lot. You still are a secret artist. Mm. Like you don't have an Instagram. Like I have an Instagram account that I forgot the password to and I can't get it back. <laughs> Leslie Artfin. Uh-huh. So which sucks because like I would I love showing people like what I make, but you never can't you do. Find like, the password? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I it's guess so, so private, but like you are so you're so good at it. Like you could have a book one day if you wanted to. You can have a book tomorrow. Like you could do whatever. I guess you want. I still feel some of that. Like sort of. I don't know. I don't know why I feel shy about it. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's your own thing to get over because I just think you're so talented. I, I mean, I think you're you. such a talented writer and comedian obviously like you're one of the funniest people i know but but also as an artist like exceptional well if i like you know the goal might be to like sort of just combine all those efforts into one project so hopefully like you know i've been doing a lot of drawing for this thing that me and em are working on and hopefully you know that will allow me to sort of do everything that I've kind of, you know, dipped my toes into. So like I can do drawing and writing and comedy all at the same time. That would be. You will. I wish that you also. Yeah. I mean, I just think that you will. Like, I just, I don't even know if it's something you have to manifest. I I am manifesting it. it. That's, you can manifest it, but like, it's all kind of been working towards finding each other for your entire life. Like, I wish also, though, that I can just see, like, some of the portraits that you made or, like, that portrait of your grandfather you drew, like... I can show you something I made in Procreate. I would love to see something that you made. I'm, I, I I drew this thing for, like... I was just, like, watching a lot of basketball, so I drew this thing, like... Oh, my God, For the Gil. Knicks and stuff. Dude, that you and drew then, that on Procreate. Wait, can I see it yeah. again? Whoa. And then... I'm like doodling around with like uh, a little thing I'm doing for Nina. That is I'm- so good. I was just going to, if I ever write a kid's book, will you illustrate it? Sure. I would love to. But Gil, I was just going to ask you if you draw things for your kids a lot. I draw a ton of stuff. And like that Nina loves to so draw. That, that's, mm. that's me. It's a when self did- porch. That's so, wait, come here. I'm not done. You make them go away so quick. Gil, that's so good. That's, I appreciate that. Um, I drew this just recently for, uh, I did this like podcast. So I drew this as like the the cover <gasps> art for it. Shut up. Gilbo Baggins. That is fucking incredible. Like I can't, I don't understand. Like I, I, we don't have to talk about procreate on this. We can, that's a sidebar. When you're at home, can you just draw anywhere or do you have a special place? I mean, I draw usually in my off uh, in this like office room slash now it's like Leone's room. But like where um, I just like it's usually like you do when like sometimes I'll stay up for like after the kids go to sleep for like, you know, a couple of hours and just draw yeah. for two hours. You know, when you're not using Procreate, do you just use pencil and eraser or pen or do you have any pencil, like, like yeah i pencil 
Is there a specific kind of pencil you like to use? Um, like, do you have tools that you like? I do. I have like a whole thing. Oh my god, I love tools. I love tools. I fucking they if half of it is buying tools. Okay, I know totally. It's like going to a store and fucking getting tools is like. Oh my god! It's like fuck. It's so cozy. And like, like I just smelling them, looking at them. That like I don't even want to fucking use them. I totally. Just wanna, I just want them to be available to me. Do you have a favorite art store? I mean, I love Blick. It's uh-huh. I mean in L.A. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but there's like a tiny store in Highland Park that has like writing stuff. I know what you're talking. You, you about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, it's like really all like cool. Japanese stuff. Yeah, it's just like oh my god, it's like. It's all like color coded and shit, and it's totally. Just, I can spend like an hour in there. Same. I love writing tools, and I love paper and stationery, and yeah. I mean, I have really specific pens, pencils, and erasers that I use, not just for art. I mean, forget a painting. Like my paintbrush and paint game is another thing, but like just right. for writing by hand, which I do all the time. I don't know. There's something I have so many like journals and books mm-hmm. and sketch pads that are like completely unused here because I don't know. Part of it is it. I love buying it. Yeah, I love it. I love the way it. It's the same way. Like the same feeling I get when like I walk in a bookstore or something yeah. like that, or it's just just like. Ooh, I'm around art. I'm like around the thing that I like. And it's just like. Hundo P. Do you have a favorite pen or pencil or a favorite eraser? I mean, I do, but this isn't about me. It's about you. Hold on a second. I'll show you. Um, I really like these. What's these are that? Palomino, Blackwing. See those? Oh, interesting. Pencils. So what kind of eraser is that? Uh, they're like, you can replace them. You can like pull them out here. Okay. I also have this. I really like very fine point. That's a pen. Um, yeah. This is no. This is a pencil too. Oh wow! Um, it's like a mechanical pencil. It's like a mechanical pen. <laughs> Totes. Uh, Mike pen. Mechanical. Mechanical pens. Mike pens. Um, <laughs> I you I like I caught the fucking abbreviation thing from you just now. Like, my job is done. Oh my god! So I should mention this here. I'm just going to put it out into the world, too, because I also, over the pandemic, got into other art as well. So I had this idea for, like, a kid's book that has nothing to do with story. It's sort of in the pop-up world. Uh Uh-huh. And I bought, like, a ton of shit to just, you know, I started to just, like, teach myself how to do pop-up books because i wanted Holy to do this shit. specific thing so i was just like in this insane i was like deep dive watching videos like i have all this like work that i've done for this like crazy fucking pop-up book that i i have i like i couldn't figure out how to do and just like i was watching videos and like cutting a ton of shit and i have a ton of paper and everything so hopefully one day i'll be able to do it Because I sort of put it on hold, but like I was like, there was like six months in the pandemic when all I was doing was literally working on like pop up stuff. I was like, what am I doing? What world is this? This is insane. That is so fucking awesome. I mean, I spent, I think, like an entire year playing Animal Crossing. Uh And I've never played a video game before in my life and have not played one since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I I was like, what is happening? I mean, I spent all my time doing it, but I love 
that you went pop up book deep dive. I what wish. A cool yeah, fucking I should thing. just. I should just try to finish it. I mean, one day when you feel it calling back to you, you will. Is there somebody in your life, like a teacher or like some an artist that you were just like a huge fan of that inspired you and and continues to inspire you or I had a I definitely had a teacher in college who was very supportive of me. She encouraged me to because I I was still, you know, sort of keeping my art a secret at that point and she encouraged me to come back every day. Um and I was still like taking computer science in college at that point and I didn't I hated I was failing yeah. every class except for art. Maybe also I mean I hate to say my dad. I know. I hate it. Um but you know, because we've had such a sort of rough relationship, but, and also like specifically I'll say with like what I want to do with my, what I wanted to do with my life. But yeah, I, you know, like seeing my father, what he was able to do with a camera, it made me want to sort of get that evoke the same sort of feelings in my own art, you know? For sure. Do you have a favorite artist or? Ooh, I'm going to say someone who's inspiring me right now. Okay. And that is a fashion designer. Sick. Rahul Mishra. He is, I believe he's from Mumbai. Uh-huh. And his his like dresses are like incredibly detailed and so beautiful. And like, I don't know. I, I often find that art is good when you can see somebody's effort that they put into it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's simple or not doesn't matter. But like, if you can feel the care... Mm-hmm. And like it's it's insane how much this guy. I mean, I, you can follow him on Instagram. He's, I love that. That's inspiring you right now. That's fucking rad, dude. If I can have that kind of level of detail, like whether it's under the surface or just like in plain sight, like that would be. That's it, it's sort of inspiring to me right now. One question I ask everybody is like, if if they have like a dream hobby, like something that you obviously like, you're not doing because. It's just not who you are. It's just not what you're doing. Yeah. Like, do you have? I would say I'd, probably music. Yeah. You know, um, I've always had an interest. I like. I went through like, oh, I'm gonna make beats phase <laughs> in like college, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, and like, sometimes I'll play them for Emily, and we'll like crack up together. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, they're so funny. Wait, I have you don't to, have I, any. Do you I have don't any have any. I don't have any here. But like some, I was just like singing one to Emily the other day, where it was just like, oh my god, oh that like the chorus was just like it's over, it's over, <laughs> or something like that. And it keep was just, going. It, oh, that was basically it. It was just repeated. It's <laughs> over, <laughs> like over Wait, and over like again. A, was it like a house song, or was it was it like, like a, a it was like a fucking like uh, like a rap beat? Yeah, like a hip hop beat. But and you um, were like putting an R and B like little chorus, like, like little sample? yeah. But I, I, no, I think it was like me like like altering my voice with like a flanger or like a phaser <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> It was so flange, uh, you know, like one of those, like, like just like, uh, it's it was, over. It's over. I really want to hear so, it. Like, it's so cringy, but then I'm like, oh my god, everything that I'm that anyone ever makes is cringy. I know, but so if you could have an ideal hobby, it would be like making fat beats. 
It would be making like, yeah, making fat beats, making music. That's I mean, it would also probably children's books. I would love (laughs) to just like quit everything and just do that. I've thought about that. I want I mean, you don't have to quit everything to do that. You can just write one. I I want to write a children's book. It's about uh, body neutrality. Hate it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I body also neutra- like what does that mean body neutrality? It means like well let's stop thinking of our bodies as like body positive and like mm. pretending that that's something that's normal or like negative like negative which is everywhere but it's like this my body is a car. Like if I keep it healthy it will work. Like we can say somebody's skinny but it's we can't say somebody's It's neither good nor bad fat. you're saying. Yeah, it's like this is our bodies like what like skinny is a compliment, but fat how is a would diss? You, how would you uh, how would you put that into children's book form? Well, Have you thought about lies. it? Uh, the rub, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> There's the rub. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I have some rough drafts, but like yeah. it gets really, it starts getting like really like esoteric pretty fast because I am not a children's book author. It's it's harder. Than we think because I don't think like a child. Like no, I've, like I've thought of like a many children's books, and then I'm like, suddenly I'm in like novel territory. I'm exactly. like, what the fuck am I doing? I I'm like, now I'm writing a self help cool? book about <laughs> bodies and like how I don't know anything about nutrition, but like it's it, yeah, it, it it goes wrong. Oh my it, god, There's, I wish I had like some stupid robot to just be like, here, just make a children's book out of this one fucking be idea. Careful for what me. you wish for. It no! is coming. Chat GPT. What's that? Ha- have you used Chat GPT? No. Oh, Le- I know. I, you I, know what I'm talking about? Kind of. Tell me what you tweet. think it is. Like somebody <laughs> I said, think like, I saw a tweet. make it. I think I saw a tweet. tweet. I think I saw Somebody a tweet. was like, write a joke in the style of Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah, yes. It, Is it, that it? it? It can do anything. It's it's pretty remarkable. Is it an app? And, and it will take our, our jobs pretty soon. You it's really not think like an so? App. Because it's, that joke, like that AI. Mitch Hedberg joke was like really bad. Uh, Well, now it's bad, but I feel like in a few years it's going to be. Even in a couple of years, if it gets better, like there's no way it's ever going to be great because like. You're crazy. It is already great. No, I'm serious. I think no, I, I it's not you great right now. You can't like make you like robots don't have souls. You don't need a soul. Yeah, I mean, you I, do. How many fucking people do you know who are not gr- like completely talented who are Okay, those people them. maybe shouldn't be, have such but a they are. career. But they are. It's well, all Those subjective. people will get replaced by robots. <laughs> But we won't because we are. We're so going to be replaced. No, no, we're not because you can't. I heard executives are already using Chat GPT for notes. Like they're they just put in the script and it brings back their notes and then they submit their notes that way, so they don't have to do anything. They don't have to read your fucking script even. Wait, what? How do they even give note? How do you give notes to the basically, AI? You just basically enter the script. And you say, I'd like you to tell me the strengths and weaknesses of the script. And then it will send it back to you instantly. Well, I'd like to believe that people who are talented and have like more insight, like the cream will rise then. They certainly like do right now. Art is only going to be hobby soon to me because of AI. Because it's going, there will be no agenda because 
I don't know if you're going to be able to necessarily make money with it because anything that requires skill is going to be replicated by AI. So it it just feels like it's What about all- if you have an invention like I do? I have a couple. That can bring to Shark Tank. Still going to make money. But like anything that requires a skill or intelligence is going to be valueless in society. (gasps) When? I mean, it's starting right now. Yeah, but they also said that the Oculus was like going to be dope. (laughs) And it it sucks. (laughs) They said the Oculus was going to be dope. And also in 1984, they were like, Smell-O-Vision is on the horizon. (laughs) I was like, fingers crossed. I love Smell-O-Vision. Smell-O-Vision. So like, what does the phrase filling the void mean to you, if anything at all? Like maybe you can care less or you've never thought about it. I don't know. No, I mean, it seems to me like the void is that feeling like nothing mean everything is meaningless and there's there's nothing out there and we're all alone and it's like oh god it's so scary um you know mm-hmm. and sort of like that confusion that like that not knowing yeah for a moment when i'm drawing I am, I'm like, I'm not thinking about that stuff and mm-hmm. I'm creating and I'm getting to choose. I'm, I have control. I have some sort of control in that moment, even though it's sort of illusory. I feel like I am, it, I, I'm giving meaning to life, even though it may not have any. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm not it's being gorgeous. sarcastic. That was gorgeous. But no, really, that was, I love that. That was really Mwah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Chef's moi. Moi. Chef's French kiss. Chef's. <laughs> Chef's French. Chef's down on his knees. <laughs> Chef's kissing. eating out. Chef's eating out. <laughs> Chef's kissing pecker. <laughs> um, Gilly. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you for having me. If you liked our show, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend. Filling the Void is a production of the Erios Network. Episodes are produced, engineered, and edited by Alex Paul. Original song by Michael Cassidy. Powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.